the CC. Welcome to the Controversial Conversation, the CC. I'm your host, W, and each week, like this week, I'll be bringing to you controversial topics and discussions from yesterday and today. To weigh in on these topics, you can follow me at the Controversial Conversation on Facebook and Instagram. Gun laws and reforms, Lil Nas X, and Passport Bros. We got a lot to talk about. Let's go. So last week we ended off talking about these gun reforms and motherfuckers want to take the guns away thinking that that's going to fix the problem. So I need to recap last week's ender as well as a quick snippet from I think it was episode two of my gun laws episodes. Just listen. The good old classic conversation of gun control. And I know we've talked about it before on this podcast. I believe it was episode two titled Gun Laws. By all means, please go check it out. But in the wake of, you know, the latest mass shootings, many Democrats are pushing for more gun reforms. But before we get into that, I want to paint the picture. I want to set the premise. So let's take a trip down memory lane. The year is 1786. And it started. We, the people of the United States, in order to form a more perfect union. Between then and 1791, when it was ratified, the Second Amendment was entered, and it states, A well-regulated militia, being necessary to the security of a free state, the right of the people to keep and bear arms shall not be infringed. And who knew that this right would cause so much controversy hundreds of years later people having the right to bear arms is being infringed or is it good old president joe biden tweeted on monday uh once again our nation mourns after a senseless act of gun violence once again today the president has called on republicans in congress to work together with democrats to take action to ban assault weapons there are common sense laws Um, or I'm sorry, common sense actions we can ask for and should be getting right now. Carrying an illegal gun in in general is against the law, but people still do it. The people doing the mass shootings aren't criminals. They are law-abiding citizens who made their purchase pretty fucking legally. But we'll talk about that more later as well. But hey, maybe arming as many people with guns could be a way to go out. That could be an option. I mean, it works in other countries, but hey, 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 hey. I'll get to that one, too. I know you hear that. You can damn near smell it. Yeah, it's that controversy. Let's go ahead and pour this shit the fuck up, because this is going to be great. It's that CC. So this week, we have a special guest here on the Controversial Conversation It's going to be sipping some of the CC with me today. I got Mr. Dan Hall- Holloway of the Controversial as Fuck podcast. Um, he's here to help me talk about the gun reforms and the assault rifle bans that are, you know, so many people are talking about in the wake of, you know, the Tennessee shooters, the uh, Louisville, Kentucky shooter. 
Mr. Holloway, how are you doing today? Yeah, I'm doing excellent, man, and I appreciate you having me on here. And I know we already talked uh, earlier uh, the other day, but I wanted to say it now that we were actually talking. I wanted to thank you for the service that you provided through the military, that you uh, <laughs> the service that you brought us. And, um, yeah, I'm glad to be oh, having man, a conversation you. with you. I appreciate it, man. I appreciate you even taking the time out to, you know, be here today for this recording. So I, I do want to know, um, <clears throat> what are your thoughts in regards to, you know, or what's your stance on having guns in the first place? The Second Amendment. Yep. There we would start off there. The Second Amendment. Well, I am a proud 2A person. I, I'm a concealed carry holder. I also own, you know, a couple shotguns, a rifle. Um, I also am under the firm belief that there are certain things that can be done but at the same time, the lot of the lot of the laws that people are screaming about that should be done are not going to really work. You know, like if you were to, you know, outright just ban guns federally, what do you th you expect? Expect uh, all the you know the. I mean, but why why wouldn't banning guns work? Why? You know, the 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 biggest reason. I can think of, if you think about it, if if nobody has a gun. It wouldn't be a problem. Oh, and, and, exactly. If nobody had a gun, there wouldn't be a problem. But you got to think of all the the millions of criminals out there and the millions of guns that they're more than likely have. Well, actually, let's be conservative. Hundreds of thousands of criminals and the hundreds of thousands of guns that they have. None of them are going to turn them things in. A lot of those people got warrants. A lot of those people have guns that are illegal. And there's going to be, even if there is a no questions asked policy, it's not going to be a no questions asked. We all know exactly right. how the government can be when it comes to certain things like that. True. They're going to want to run checks on the people, get their licenses, this, that, and the other thing, especially if they start handing off guns. They have, you know, the scratched off serial numbers or the, <laughs> the new, yeah. you know, uh, gaslighting term ghost guns that, you know, that people like Biden like to bring up. I mean, well, I think something like that happened before where a bunch of people, I can't remember exactly where it was at. Um, a bunch of people had gotten tickets or won tickets to the Super Bowl or something like that. And they were just so happened that every single person was like a, uh, a criminal. They all had warrants. I so they all this. met up at this certain location and the SWAT came <laughs> and took them all out and, and put them in jail and stuff like that. So, yeah, I mean, if you, you have a gun and, uh, and you turn it in, yeah, I can see that they're probably going to run ballistics and everything and find and, and close a bunch of, cold cases that haven't been solved in so damn long so yeah yeah you're probably right but at the same time it's like you look at places like japan they have extremely strict gun laws have you heard about any of that oh yeah but the thing is, is as far as i'm concerned and now granted i'm no history nut or anything like that especially history in other countries i'm pretty sure at no point in time has japan have ever allowed their citizens of sorts to own guns. As far as I'm concerned, they're one of the many countries where the firearms, the the tanks, the everything else that involves military aspect is just military. They've never had no regulated militia like we did back in the day in an amendment protecting those militias. Okay. So speaking of that, um, let's, let's clarify this up. I did find a video that I did want to bring up with you today. Um, it says that Japan is one of the countries uh, with the strictest gun control in the world. The current law for the firearms and swords control law is what it's called. Um, it was enacted in 1965 and prohibits the possession of firearms. 
with the exception for those who use it within authorized duties. So even if there is a professional purpose, the procedure for owning a gun is very complicated. The video went on further to say that the owner is required to register the firearm with the police, store the gun and ammunition in two separate locked compartments, and notify the police of its location. In addition, they may have their own firearms inspected um, every year. They have to have it inspected every single year. They have to take exams every three years to update their license. So as a result of that, the um, the percentage of citizens owning firearms is about 0.3%, and that's the lowest in the world. And firearms account for about 3.5% of all homicides in Japan. And that's the second lowest in the world. And I want to say that uh, Sweden is also one of those countries that are like that. But Sweden is is a little bit different. But before we get on Sweden, what are your thoughts on what I just said about Japan? That was a video that I found like yesterday. Well, the first thing I could think of, is, think of is if we had regulations like that here in the States, there would be a whole hell of a lot of new government jobs that would uh, appear out of nowhere. <laughs> but one thing I would like to know is how many firearms were in the hands of citizens before those laws were enacted back in the 60s, which if I had to you know, put a, a, a number on it, or maybe not even a number, but just a rough guesstimation on it, it I would assume that it was quite a few less than what we had here as armed citizens back in the 60s in the states True. you know because i granted i know you know back in the 60s there weren't ar-15s and such and they weren't we didn't have access to guns like that back then not right. that you know i was around then but i know enough <laughs> but there were still firearms pistols shotguns rifles high-powered rifles all that kind of stuff very easily accessible to us here in the States right. back in the sixties. Whereas I have a, a very high inkling. We didn't have, they didn't have any gun stores or even still very few gun stores over in Japan. Well, I, and, and it's ironic that you say that because like the, um, like it said, their, their laws is it's called the arm firearms and swords control. So I'm pretty sure before 1965, you know, there were a lot of people carrying swords. I mean, they're they're just Japan. You know, they, that was probably a common thing to carry, challenge somebody to a duel right then and there. Yeah. <laughs> so, but yeah, you're 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 right. I mean, they probably didn't have access, but I know if a lot of people today were to, or not today, but in America, were to look at those numbers and say, "Look, we need to be more like Japan." I don't know if that would really work because there's so many other issues. Like you said, they'll probably open up a lot of other government jobs, meaning basically law enforcement are carrying guns. We have an issue right now and have for a while with, you know, cops killing black people, shooting unarmed black people. Okay. I don't want to get too deep into it, but if we have to, let's fucking go. But do you think that that would, you know, restrict that? Well, would it take it away? I should say. Well, I mean, let's just say hypothetically, you could snap your fingers and no criminals and no law abiding citizens had guns anymore. And the only guns that we had here in the United States were in the hands of police and military. 
would that take the tension away? Absolutely. I mean, because the biggest reason is people wouldn't have a chance to fight back. But that would also mean you would, that people would have to have the mentality of we never had guns in the first place, just like how I would assume Japan used to be. There are too many guns in this country at this point now, you know, an estimated 300 to 400 million guns. And I do believe that's both registered and unregistered uh, weapons. Even if they did at the snap of a finger, we, even if we, the government, our government decided to snap their fingers and federally illegal, illegalize all guns and force people to turn them in, it's not going to ever happen. It would take years. And I mean, probably decades to be able to not only properly enforce, but to eventually succeed in banning all firearms or most firearms, you know, allowing hunters, because, you know, hunting is a big thing here in this country, allowing hunters to have registered, you know, rifles and shotguns would probably be the line, if anything. But yeah, I, I think it would, you know, it would, it would, it would take away those tensions. Absolutely. But I just think personally, and correct me if I'm wrong, anybody has the ability to, I listen. I just firmly believe that if at all possible to ban all guns, it would take decades, minimum 20, 10 to 20 years minimum, because I know, I know I wouldn't want to turn in my guns personally. <laughs> yeah. Well, it's like, okay, so looking at these numbers again, uh, from Japan, it said that in 2018, there were only nine firearm deaths and their population is 125 million people, whereas the United States has 331 million. Now, here we are today, and there has already been 300, or I'm sorry, 131 mass shootings with four or more people wounded or killed. That's that's what their their definition of mass shootings already in 2023 compared to 113 this time last year. Now, I'm sure those numbers might be have gone up a little bit since the since I got those numbers. But yeah, you're right. I do believe it probably would take a, a, a couple decades, a few scores before getting rid of guns and regulating guns that way. So and then you'd also have to get rid of the uh, the Second Amendment, the right to bear arms. OK, that would be an issue as well. Wouldn't you think that? Oh, absolutely. Uh, 100%. Or there would have to be amendments to that amendment. You know, like I said, at the bare minimum, bare minimum, allowing hunting rifles and hunting shotguns to be allowed because hunting is such a big, you know, intrinsic thing here in the United States. And you can't take that away, you know, and if you were to not take that away, obviously they would probably enforce the restrictions, similar type of restrictions that they have over in Japan. Now, even with me being, you know, proud second amendment i don't like the fact that we get the mass shootings here that we do you know you get the the school shootings you know the 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 shootings that happen in not so great of areas throughout the states the you know the the like detroit which is roughly you know i live a little bit north of detroit there's plenty of stuff that happens there chicago obviously everybody knows how, how much gun violence happens in chicago but now that i say that chicago that's a good example right there now i don't know everything about Chicago's gun laws. But as far as I know, they have somewhat strict gun laws. But look what happens there. As far as I know, damn near on a daily basis. Gun violence, you know, 
people that are going to do bad things aren't going to just give up the tools that allows them to do those bad things much easier, you know? And for those countries that have those strict gun laws, you know, Japan, Sweden, well, Sweden, I think is an outlier because they're somewhat peaceful as far as I'm concerned, but even over in like the UK, their stabbings, not on the mass scale that we have the shootings here, but they have stabbings. And I can tell you right now, if you were to, magically at the snap of a finger at the snap of your finger take away the guns there's gonna be stabbings we as humans for whatever reason have violence intertwined in our brains and we have the need to well not everybody but a lot of them just that animalistic need to be on top of other people while that's still intertwined with our brains, people are going to still do bad things, no matter what, even if we don't have the tools to do it. It's just unfortunately here in the States, we're going to find we a way to get it quite a bit more of the gun violence in other places because of the accent. Yeah. So, all right. So let's look at the, uh, the other side of it, uh, a possible solution to it. What if everybody was mandated to be armed? Aside from, you know, psychological, you know, issues, mental health issues, problems or whatever, for the most part, everybody would have to be armed. Now, personally, the reason why I say that is this. When was the last time you heard of a mass shooter or a mass shooting at an NRA meeting? You don't. You just don't. But you hear about mass shootings in in, in malls. <laughs> you hear about mass shootings in uh, uh, schools and so forth. They're always in gun-free zones. And why? Well, you're not going to go into a place that you know motherfuckers are armed and start shooting up the place, especially if you have a, a, a wish to actually or desire to live. So you got the the Tennessee shooter who went to the bank, you know, and and shot up everybody. I think he killed like four. No, 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 five people. Uh, or I'm sorry, not the Tennessee. That was the Louisville, Kentucky. Tennessee shooter had uh, killed six people, three kids, and three staff adults. So why not have everybody armed? And it's like, hey, I'm gonna go rob this bank, but I don't know who in here has a goddamn gun. That's my train of thought. I mean, will it fix everything? Hell no. But but your thoughts on that, please, Dan, please keep it controversial, brother. I personally love that. If everybody were walking around with a gun because of the fact that obviously the good people outweigh the bad, it would change a lot. Would it solve it? Like you said, no, but I can tell you right now it would solve a lot of issues because like you said, if you, if some gunman were to go run into a bank, whether it be to rob the place or just to kill people, if 80% of the people inside that bank, whether it be the tellers or the people that are, you know, the customers had guns on them, whether it just be a simple sidearm, that person's going to get either not be able to get kill anybody, or they're going to kill far less people before they start getting around thrown back at them. You know, and you brought up a good, a good example, a mall. Now I can't, I think this was like two years ago, maybe three years ago, correct me if I'm wrong, if you remember, but there was actually an active shooter in a mall. And there was a gentleman in there who I don't believe had any military experience, any policing experience. He just so happened to be an armed citizen. I think at like 20 some odd yards headshotted that, um, that arm, excuse me, that, um, that active shooter killed him on the spot. And I don't, I don't know how many casualties there were, if there were any, but that guy very quickly, damn near as quickly as people found out that there was an active shooter, he was able to stop that person. 
with a hell of a shot, mind you. Hell of a shot. I do remember that. I think it was I think it was about three to four years ago. Yeah. And even if you were to arm teachers, um, you know, I'm I'm I I would assume that there are people out there that wouldn't be comfortable with that, but I mean I feel like teachers would be okay to would be okay to arm, you know, because you know, teachers get into teaching for one reason. They 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 get into well, most of them. They get into it because they want to make sure that they can create brilliant young minds to make brilliant young adults who are ready for the future. At least that's what I hope teachers get into teaching for. <laughs> it damn sure ain't the money. <laughs> yeah, it sure ain't the money. That's for damn sure. If they can find another reason to protect their students in the day and age that we live in, um, if, if, if teachers can find a, a reason to protect their students in the day and age that we live in so that they, they, we can, they can make sure that no, no harm will come to their students, Throw a sidearm on them, throw one in their desk. I would be totally okay with that. Hell, I would even love it if you were to get an organization together, however it be funded, but it needs to be funded, where you have armed veterans who are, you know, pass a psychological, you know, psychological test, you know, because we all know there are some veterans that come out of active duty, not all there, unfortunately, but that's a lot of to do with the care that they get afterwards when they get when they get back to the States. But if we were to have retired military, you know, at schools, one or two or whatever that are armed, I'd be okay with that too, because I would trust somebody in the military to protect our students, to protect our young people <laughs> far more than I would um, expect our police, our local police to do so. Now that's not saying that I'm an, you know, an ACAB type person and all cops are bad type person, but man, let me tell you we all you know that did. there are cops that have tendencies. Let me tell you what you just they, did, man. They, hold on, hold on, man. This is what you just did. All right. So <laughs> I actually said that in a previous episode, that was actually one of the possible solutions that I made hiring uh, military veterans to actually guard the schools armed to the teeth or whatever. They could be concealed weapons. It doesn't matter because we, as veterans, my, like myself, we would, we put our life down, you know, for the country. What makes you think we wouldn't do it for the kids? Now I know there's, I, God, I can't remember what state it's in. It's either Tennessee or Kentucky. I want to say it's Tennessee. They actually have pushed forth a bill to allow, um, teachers to carry a concealed weapon with them and a lot of the backlash with that was you know a lot of parents are like oh no 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 this that and the other but like you said if the teacher got into teaching for the right reason obviously not for the money you know they would put their life down for those students as well um i did see or i had a conversation with a good friend of mine about that not long ago um, what if, you know, of course, all teachers are not going to be comfortable carrying a gun and that's perfectly fine. But if you, if the principal has like a little button that can unlock the gun box that may be in the classroom, not for the teachers to be able to carry them around whenever, but to just protect the students that they have, you know, push them to the corner, you know, getting away from windows and all that good stuff. And the, the principal or somebody that in a high official can push a button to unlock all the gun boxes in the school to allow the teachers to get access to that. 
So it'd be like push the button that's, you know, one security block. And then the teacher has to put their finger on and put their, you know, fingerprint on there to say, hey, I want this gun to get it out in order to protect my students. It'd be like a two FA, you know, two factor authentication. I feel you on that. I feel you on that, but there's still going to be issues of, you know, the worries of, well, what if a student gets out of line? You know, they're not carrying a gun or anything, but they get out of line and the teacher just gets frustrated and just decides to shoot and kill the student. That would be a fucked up situation. Your thoughts, Mr. Holloway, please. That that would be, that would be incredibly fucked, obviously. You know, and, and the thing is, is like, it, let's just say hypothetically, there was an active shooter in a school where, like, like you said, let's say a lock, a very secure lockbox that needs like a fingerprint or a key or some type of authentication to unlock it in every classroom. I wouldn't expect the teachers to, you know, to arm up and start prowling the, you know, the halls to try to take out the active shooter. Stay down. What I would expect, you know, the procedure to be done would be, you know, the, you know, the, the typical lockdown of every classroom. Students gather up in a certain corner where they're secure, away from a window, away from the door, and and then from there, teacher can arm themselves in case, you know, the active shooter would somehow get into one of the classrooms, and then from there, a teacher can protect themselves and the students. You know, and obviously, you know, there would be that concern of, of a teacher who, you know, let's say isn't all there, like you said, or maybe you didn't say it, but I'll say it and gets frustrated with a student and shoots them. I would say that the the process or the, you know, the the way I would look at it or the way that I would want it to be done is that there needs to be a lockdown procedure in itself for said lockbox to be even accessible yeah. or for the firearm to be even accessible from the lockbox. So the entire system, the entire school goes into lockdown, whether it be the principal or whoever needs to press that button, or if there's multiple buttons throughout that school, almost like a fire alarm, you know, once that lockdown procedure goes into place, then boom, teacher can grab that firearm and see, and then that it, from the, at that point, I highly doubt any teacher is going to just want to start popping off on students. And if they, and if that happens, God forbid it happening, I guess we can go from there and realize that that wasn't a great strategy. But I feel like with all the different things that are being said, whether it be from our government or, for, or from our citizens, I feel like arming more people would be a better strategy than arming less people because the people that you're going to be armed, the less people that are going to be armed are going to be the law abiding citizens who will go with said laws of turning in their firearms. Wait, 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 law abiding citizens. Remember, it's not criminals that are going out, you know, and, and mass shooting up the place. They're law abiding citizens. They purchased their guns legally. (laughs) They got the the, the background check and everything. And it's like, you know, you're right. they're, They're the ones that are doing it. So it's like, you're, but but it, it, it to a degree, it almost fits, tries to fit a narrative because you, you really don't hear about, oh, we need gun laws, gun restrictions and this, that and the other banning the assault rifle until there is a mass shooting. Because like you said earlier, up in Chicago, there are mass shootings, people getting killed every fucking day by the masses. But nobody gives a fuck about that. Uh, maybe it's because they're black. I don't fucking know. But I'm I, I'm just saying. 
Okay, it's like when a bunch of white kids, white people get fucked up, shot up, killed up, and everything. And it's like, oh, we need we need more stricter gun laws and shit. Like, wait a minute. How is banning just an assault rifle going to fix that problem? Handguns are still available. People are are we're, 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 we can be very creative with the way that we do things. Like you said, you get rid of all the guns. Hey, you're gonna have stabbings. You can have new ways to stab. You can get a fucking crossbow and put a knife at the end of that motherfucker. And just done. Okay. Thoughts. Give it to me. Give it to me. Oh yeah. No, you're not wrong at all. You're not wrong at all. And see me, you know, like I said, I, I, I love guns with any of the guns that I have, I can do just, I'm not saying that I would, I would never, but just hypothetically, I could do just as much damage with any one of my guns than any random person out there could do in public with an AR-15 whether it be my handgun, my 30-30 Marlin, or either one of my two Remington pump shotguns, I could do just as much damage. And if anything, it'd probably end up looking worse, <laughs> you know, yeah. overall with the damage that would be done. It's unfortunate that we have the gun, you know, the gun violence that we do, you know, but violence is going to happen regardless. And you actually made a good correction with, you know, with me, because I did say law-abiding citizens. That mm-hmm. last, you know, that bank shooter that killed, I think it was, what, five people or something, you know, who had just bought his AR-15, he yeah. was a law-abiding citizen. Like, sure and went through the background check. And, he, and then on one of the other podcasts that I heard, they played the, um, uh, they played the 911 call between that guy's mom and the 911 operator because his his roommate apparently was texting his mom or called his mom saying that hey he said he was going to go to the bank and he had guns on him so his mom you know the typical mother you know was talking about her son he's a good guy i didn't think he had guns i know he doesn't have guns he's a good boy this that and the other you know as far as we know as far as i know law-abiding citizen so you know what yeah there are plenty of up until the point where they decide to not be a law-abiding citizen there have been plenty law-abiding citizens who have lived their entire lives being the typical good boy typical good girl whatever up until they decide to not be and the same goes with that the most recent school shooter the one in tennessee you know the the the, the trans male you know the one that Got the got the zombie land double tap as as I would say if you were to check out one of my TikTok videos. There was no hesitation from most police officers, at least. Unfortunately, unlike Uvalde, they, that that first that first SWAT of police officer that came around the corner on that shooter turned the corner as as far as I heard did not yell drop the gun did not yell freeze did not yell anything except just pulled that trigger that first down. trigger pull you seen that son of a bitch drop and then the other cop comes up with his sidearm pop 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 while they're still on the ground yelling at them drop the gun get away from the gun they're already dead and they're still getting turned into Swiss cheese. And I'll take it. That's yeah. what any shooter deserves, in my opinion, you know? And I tell you what, like you said, the the, the strategy that you and I, I, well, I don't know if you agree on it, but with, with the strategy you brought up that I like, if you start arming more people or everybody, you're going to have a lot more criminals and a lot more shooters be turned into Swiss cheese rather than civilians, you know? But at the same time, just like with anything, there's always the you know, the wrong side of any potential good thing, you start arming more people, there might be more good people out there that might react in a bad way that they wouldn't have reacted, other, that they, otherwise if they didn't have the gun on them, they would have reacted different. 
you know, like in a, in a road yeah. rage situation, if you would have just mm-hmm. normally would have had two people just throw the middle finger at each other, cuss each other out on the road, one or the other or both might decide to shoot one another now that they have guns on them, you know, who's to say that'll happen? I don't know, but people being people, humans being humans, it's a very strong possibility. I just feel that it's less of a possibility than the armed citizens out at helping protect the communities. Well, <clears throat> I can't really like on a personal level, give a, a, Hey, this is what's going to work type deal. I mean, because it, it, there's so many different factors. I mean, like you said, people start off, you know, as law abiding citizens until that point of, you know, hammer pull the trigger, you know, hell, this motherfucker flick me off. If you didn't have a gun, what would you have done? You just let it go flip, middle finger off and then drive the fuck on but now you because you know that you have a gun you have some power you know that little man syndrome kicks in it's like you know whatever but i feel like you know uh, like i said we talked about earlier sweden they have a uh a, a mass respect for guns and it's huge they and i feel that we as americans a lot of people have lost that respect for guns they don't have you know mass shootings they don't have all this you know people getting killed gunfire and everything they respect the 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 craftsmen of the gun and so forth and yet you have people like joe biden now and a lot of democrats liberals hey we need common sense gun control i mean common sense should tell you let me not shoot and kill these people. But I feel like a big, huge factor of the lack of respect and the lack of common sense for these guns is how we were raised. The way that parents are raising their children as entitled little fuckers thinking that the world owes them something and they really fucking don't. And I say that about anybody. I don't care if you're black, white, Hispanic, Latino. I don't give a fuck. Okay. In general, if you are not taught to respect certain things it's it when i came up it was respect begets respect nowadays it's like hey you're going to respect me fuck the respect that i have to give to you and that's that's fucking retarded and stupid yeah you know but we can't say that because we you know fear of being canceled you know hey i'm gonna kill your mama daddy this that and what the fuck all because you feel your feelings that's the problem your fucking feelings are hurt and that's where a lot of the bullshit starts coming in. You know, oh, we need gun control. No, no, no. Just because you fear guns doesn't mean that everybody else has to fear guns. Get out your goddamn feelings. That's what all I got to say. Get out of your goddamn feelings. No, you know what? I couldn't agree with you more. And you know what? To to add on to that, that you know the the lack of respect for guns. Um, and, 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 you know, the whole, you know, getting butthurt type bullshit. I think there's one thing that Sweden has that we don't and well, or actually I should say Sweden doesn't have that we do. And that's the extreme social tension that we have nowadays because everything is one sided or the other. You, like you said, people get all up in their feelings. We live in, you know, and have been living in an economy that seems to with every, whether it be new or extension of, you know, political, you know, whether it be a new politician that comes in or a politician that gets their, 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 uh, their service extended, nothing seems to change. We have an economy that continuously seems to be failing farther or falling farther, farther and farther into the fucking gutter, you know, which means you have people that are living paycheck to paycheck or 
not even living paycheck to paycheck. A lot of homeless people. You have people not getting the proper care that we that that that, that they need that that they need. You know, you have Canada who you know they have you know free health care. Now I don't know how the you know how everything goes there. I do feel like people do wait a little bit longer for health care than what they should, but it's still free health care. Um, you know, there's the people in Sweden, as far as I know, they are a much happier people overall than what we are. They don't have a whole lot of, if any, gang violence over there. And like you said, they have a mad respect for guns where, you know, they know right from wrong, you know, and, you know, they combine with the lack of respect for guns. Like I, like I was saying, lack of, or like you were saying, lack of respect for guns. you know, what else they don't have, what else do they not have? They also don't have this huge ass melting pot that we have in the United States. You have everybody from many different cultures and so forth. And people get upset about, oh, that person's being a culture vulture because they have braids or that white person has dreads. Who sold the fuck what? But you have a lot of different things like and, I, and I'm not trying to get on racial tensions right now because this is the gun laws episode. But when you think about the fact that I'm black, I'm born in America. I therefore I am an American, but a lot of people want to look at the color of my skin first. Fuck the fact that I was born right here in this great country. Fuck the fact that I've served my country and and, and all that good shit. So you have a lot of those issues. I mean, for an example, prime example, back in the 1960s, um, it was perfectly fine to carry around a loaded weapon. Um, open carry, matter of fact. And all that was great, especially in California. And that was great until the Black Panthers in the 1960s, about 30 of them stormed the fucking Capitol, you know, carrying revolvers, shotguns, and so forth. And next thing you know, oh, oh, Black people with guns, hey, we need to have stricter gun laws instead of just respecting the fact that, hey, they're an American, I'm an American, they have the right to carry a gun, I have a right to carry a gun. That's just all it is to it. I mean, you you get the misconception of fitting the narrative. Hey, the the the, the assault rifle fifteen. No, goddamn it, it's not the assault rifle fifteen. It's the armament rifle. <laughs> AR does not stand for assault rifle. <laughs> it's the Armalite rifle. It's the name of the brand of the gun that was made. I mean, but it's that again that goes back to the respect. Nobody wants to respect the gun. They just want hey, they have the guns. Matter of fact, I'm gonna tell you this real quick. Um, I'm not sure if you've seen this uh, Chris Rock episode or um, uh, stand-up comedy. I think it was Bigger and Blacker, I believe it was called. He said that uh, people wanted to ban guns, and he's like, fuck that. I like guns. You, you, I don't like going to the gym. He says, you got pecs? Well, I got text, okay? I love guns. You know, what you really fucking need is some goddamn bullet control. Because if all bullets cost $5,000, a motherfucker would think twice before firing off that goddamn gun and shooting, killing some damn body. It's like you walk past the motherfucker that got shot up in the damn street. It's like, damn, he had to have done something significantly bad. They put $50,000 worth of bullets in his ass. Bullet control. That's what the fuck we need. It's some goddamn bullet control. I mean, <clears throat> I mean, in a way that would work, but then you'd have people like me who'd be shit out of luck, who'd love going to the firing range. <laughs> Because, I mean, shit, ammo is already expensive for me as it is right now. But back when I was buying nine mil for 10 bucks a box when I first got my Smith & Wesson, shit, I love going to the firing range, pop a couple hundred rounds downrange. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> 5,000 rounds of, or $5,000 a round, man, that'd be an expensive day. <laughs> well, the thing about it is, is we're going to, to sum this all up, this is always going to be a, a debate, a debated argument, period, with 
very minimal results because there's so many different variables that are unaccounted for, even when they're accounted for. I mean, there's been uh, plenty of studies on ways to control gun violence and stuff like that, new laws, and everything is always pretty much inconclusive or it doesn't work. So it's always going to be uh, a debate in regards to what gun to carry, what gun not to carry, what this is, what that is. And and we can all speculate on it as much as we like, but it's not going to end anytime soon. Like you said, 10 years, a score, 30, 40 plus years. It's going to take time. It's going to take something significant. Can I get your final thoughts on it, Dan, please, by all means? Yeah, like with the timeline, I mean, essentially what it, what it breaks down to is it would take a whole new generation of people to exist that aren't raised on the laws that than what you and I were raised with. You know, you got a lot of people that are talking right now. I can't wait for this young generation to start being politicians because they, a lot of things are going to change. And I tell you, and I, and I couldn't agree more with the fact that yes, a lot of things are going to change. Do I get excited for these young people to become politicians? Not necessarily. <laughs> Not right now. At least they got a lot of growing up to do. Mm -hmm. But <laughs> that being said, you know, like you said, the, this is always going to be a debate. Hell, it'll be a, it'll it'll be a debate just between people that are that between two people that are pro two A. You know, there's definitely things that they're going. There's there's certain things that two proud two A people are going to disagree with, and there's things that they're going to agree with, and even more so between the people that are pro guns and people that are anti gun. It's always going to be a debate, and it's always going to be a fight, and who knows if we ever come up with a proper solution in either of our lifetimes, we don't know, but until then, until a solution is found, we live in the day and age that we live in. We live in the country that we live in and we live in the current state of <laughs> emergency. Yeah. If you want to call emergency. it that we currently live in, and there's nothing anybody can do about it. Unfortunate as it might be. You know? Well, Dan, I appreciate you coming on to this episode of the controversial conversation and having a sip of this CC with me. Um, shit. I would love to have you back. Matter of fact, hell, I need to come on your podcast show and come fuck your shit up for a little bit, man. Look to all my listeners, please, by all means, follow this man on the controversial as fuck episodes. His podcast is great. He talks about all this. He's unscripted. He's unfiltered and he keeps it real, man. Dan, please go right ahead. Let them know all your information, man. Yeah, my uh, the, like you said, the con the controversial as fuck podcast. As far as I know, you can find me on all platforms. Um, you could uh, you might be able to do a better get a better uh, shot at searching me, Dan Holloway, H O L L O W A Y, on Google or Dan Holloway controversial as fuck. I do have a Facebook page you can message me on. It's controversial, uh, yeah, controversial as FK because Facebook is stupid and they won't let you cuss in their URLs. Um, so. You can get a hold of me on there. And yeah, dude, I would love to have you. As a matter of fact, I mean, I mean, it's even have you on my next episode would be cool. Um, you know, I mean, I don't know. I, I'm hopefully going to be able to do an episode this week, maybe. Um, but yeah, when we can rant and rave about, you know, something other than gun control, the, <laughs> the state that the different things are in, what have you. There's yeah, so much I would love to have you on. Because the shit that I've listened to you come out of your mouth so far. There's a lot you and I can agree on, and that's 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 a fact. And I know you and I would have a great conversation on more than just gun control or gun laws and stuff like that. And with that being said, we'll be right back. 
I will learn its weakness, its strengths, its parts, its accessories, its sights, and its barrel. It's just one of the oaths John Skipper has taken, and now he applies it to your heating and air. Bags Heating and Air, licensed in South Carolina, can take care of all your HVAC needs. With over 20 years of experience, there's no job too big or small. Residential, commercial, refrigeration, the ductworks. Bags Heating and Air is there. Veteran owned and operated, just give them a call. 803-306-4119. Again, that's 803-306-4119. Just ask for Skipper. Bagsheating.com. Senior citizen and veteran discounts available. And let them know your boy Dub you sent you. Yo, bro, what's going hey, on with you, man? I ain't seen you in a minute. What's, what's going good? on with you, man? What's man? Ain't nothing but business, man. How you doing, man? Man, I'm good. What you got going on, dude? Man, I ain't got nothing, man. I just got some things on my mind trying to do some things. Say word. What you got, man? Yeah, man, I'm trying to save some money for the future, man. Just trying to save a little bit of money, man. That's all. Dude, I didn't tell you about the Bitcoin Pro J Mott. Nah, Bitcoin Pro J Mott. Who, who, who the hell is that? Look here, bro. Bitcoin J Mott, man, those platforms helped me all the way through the pandemic. Straight up. Stop playing. For real, man, that's what's up, man. But I, I ain't trying to deal with nothing. I got to pay somebody else for something. You know? Oh, no, man. No, look. The Bitcoin Pro J Mott, man, he only wants to help. No setup fees, none of that charging or hidden fees and stuff. Look, it's just pure guidance to help you get to a better financial situation for you. Hey, and it's a great way to start preparing for generational wealth, man. Get your kids something to jumpstart their future, bro. Seriously. Oh, man, you know what, man? Where, hey, where do I go to sign up, bro? That sounds like a good idea. Man, all you got to do is go to the bitcoinpro.unitedinvestors.group. Man, it's simple. Again, little bitcoinpro.unitedinvestors.group. Man, and get started today, bro. Seriously. And be sure to let them know your boy W sent you. Hey, real quick, I just want to take the time out to say thank you all for listening to this podcast. It's truly appreciated. If you're new to this station, please, by all means, leave a review, rating, and share the content to your social media. That's the only way we're going to continue to grow. And for those of you who have monetized your support for me, I really want to give a special shout out and thank you to each and every last one of you. If you have a business that you would like to have promoted on this podcast, by all means, hit me up via email at w at the ccwd.com. Or you can go to the ccwd.com and leave me a message using the controversial chat box. Matter of fact, if you have a topic of discussion that you would like to have a sip of that CC over, again, hit me up, the ccwd.com, and let me know what your controversy is. And speaking of, let's get back to the controversy and sip on some of that CC right now. So I got a little thing I want to talk about. I need to make it make sense. So let's just go ahead and get right on into it. So Whoa Vicky has recently been on a podcast and she was asked a question in regards to Lil Nas X as well as the rapper um, Lil Uzi. I'm not sure if you know who either one of them are, but she was asked about him and her response was pretty simple. She said, 
They both need Jesus. Don't we all? (laughs) But she said that they both sold their soul. She said that she had a a few friends that apparently went to school with Lil Nas X. And they said that he was never gay. What? Now, she said that she didn't believe that anybody is really gay. In Jesus' name, amen. That's what she said. Okay. In Jesus' name, amen. That's what she said. And she said that it's becoming a popularity thing about getting you money getting you views so it's like selling your soul now let's let's think about this for a moment okay she i mean she does have a point well multiple points they do need jesus for one again don't we all but she the fact that it does just seem like to be the thing to do nowadays in order to get popularity views in order to get that bag it seems like everybody in the industry is doing what what they can to gain the fame and popularity. I mean, here's an example. Sam Smith, who in the beginning wasn't as controversial as he is now. I mean, other than making some damn good songs, but is now in the headlines for his performance at the Grammys. I mean, he went from stay with me and, you know, too good to at goodbyes to this song unholy and it's some performance. I mean, it's the same thing with Little Nas X. Okay, he went from Old Town Road. I mean, it was a banger. I mean, it had a little controversy, but it was about being a country song or whatever. Everybody knows the song Old Town Road. I'm gonna take my horse to that Old Town Road. I'm gonna ride to. Everybody loves that song. Kids love the hell out of that damn song. And now it's all the way to this. His flamboyant performances. Is it just for show? I don't know. But hey, make it make sense. Now, here's one more thing. Different topic. Okay, here's another one real quick. Matt Walsh was giving a a presentation. Okay, he was giving a speech. And he was talking or or asking questions he was getting questions and comments or whatever it was okay he was talking to a transgender who was an emt matt confirms that the person was an emt and says that if you're responding to a health emergency a biological male or or even better a person with a penis is having a medical emergency and they say to you i think i'm having a miscarriage so the question is, is would you check them or consider that even a being a possibility for them? Can anybody guess what the answer was? No, you're not. I'm telling you, this transgender shit is it's a delusion. It's crazy. But hey, if you can find a way to make it make sense, we can talk about it. All right. You got the information. We'll be right back. starting a business you need a logo need some social media content don't know where to start I think I got you 
Speak with D'Aria, the owner and operator of Holy Hand Graphics. Holy Hand Graphics is a Christian-based business that builds brands one business at a time. They service businesses all over the United States and provide branding services such as business logos, e-flyers, social media content, web design services, and much, much more. If you're looking to start a business or rebrand your current, check them out on Facebook at the Holy Hand Graphics and on Instagram, Holy Hand Graphics underscore. And be sure to let them know W sent you. Is your line up a little off? You feel a little, little dust around the edges. You need a fresh cut, hit up my girl Danny the Barber. She'll take care of all them BDBs, you know what I mean? You don't even have to know where she's located. She'll come to you, yeah, 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 you heard me. She'll come to you. Your house, your mama house, brother, sister, cousin, auntie, uncle, it don't even matter. She'll come to you. She'll even hit up your place of business. She can meet you at the movie theater if that's what you need. She is your mobile tonsorial, okay? Ultimate Cuts Mobile Hair Service, 803-297-1505. Again, 803-297-1505. You can find on Facebook, too. Danny the Barber. That's D-A-N-I-D-A Barber. Danny the Barber. Check out. Servicing all those in South Carolina and most of Georgia. Hey, and be sure to let them know your boy Dub you sent you. And we back. We still sipping. Now, we've talked about women getting the best shit. Um, we've talked about why get married. But right now, I do want to talk about passport bros. That That's what they're being called right now. Passport bros. If you've never heard that term before, it's basically a saying of saying that men who go to other countries to find a wife. They're called passport bros. Now, many women aren't happy about that, okay? There are women out there yelling out, hey, let them go. You know, they can have them. They can't handle strong women. They can't handle the feminist. And, you know, the list goes on of things that they're saying. And it seems like men are getting sick and tired of having to battle women at every corner. It, it never meant to be that way. It was never meant to be that way. But even in the Bible, it stated this would be a problem. God stated that for, to, to Eve, that your desire will be for your husband and he will rule over you. But then again, here we are with that 666 rule, six foot tall, six pack of abs, six figures. And that's cool and all, ladies. That's that's, that's cool. But ladies, you have to remember, these type of men that you're looking to snatch up, and they have options. They have many options. But we'll talk about that next week. 
Now, fellas, these traditional women that, that you know, you, you're looking to snatch up overseas, they have standards, too. They have an expectation of, of what a man is and should be doing. But hey, 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 we'll talk about that next week, too. I've seen where, where women talk about real men can handle them, but men don't want to have to handle you. Like Kevin Samuel said, fit, feminine, and friendly. That's, that's what we want. But hey, we will definitely talk about that next week. Don't trip. I got you. We're going to sip that CC. And for all my listeners, if you have something you'd like to add to next week's topic of discussion, hit me up. You can send me a message on the website, the CCWD.com. Open the chat box and send me your controversy. I'll get it and I'll respond. If, if you'd like to leave a voice message, just go to the website. Once again, the CCWD.com. Click get started, then click on the message icon and speak your controversy. If you prefer to remain anonymous, just let me know. I can accommodate. Matter of fact, matter of fact, look, look, look. you can also send me an email. W at the CCWD.com. And if you don't know how to spell W by now, you might want to look it up. But again, I want to thank my guest, Dan Holloway, from the Controversial as Fuck podcast for stopping by and sipping this CC with me, your boy, WD, damn it, I swear. Matter of fact, I'm going to go see if I can get his link to his podcast on my website and make it easier for y'all. Be on the lookout for that, all right? But until then, keep sipping that CC. And remember, it's all about them ABCDs. Abrasively brewing controversy, damn it. We don't start a pot. We brew the controversy. Be easy, people.